Welcome to the Messy Walk Podcast with Pastor Adam Cook, where our goal is to have a genuine and authentic conversation about the Christian faith journey and what a messy walk with Jesus really looks like. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome, everybody, to the Messy Walk Podcast. This is episode 76. Um, It's four of the current series that we're in. I'm here with Pastor Adam. Hey, hey. And my name is Chloe. And the series that we're in is on true and false wisdom and how we discern that. Um, Adam, do you want to give us a summary? So I really like this series, which is the... I think you're right, Chloe. This is the third or four, fourth episode of the series so mm-hmm. far. So we'll do a quick recap, but obviously you can always go back. I really dig this one because it really applies to uh, just everyday life. And no matter where you are in your walk with Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. So no matter how you've been walking with Jesus for 40 years and, or, you know, uh, or you're just you're just really sold out at this moment in your life or you're just, you know, kind of in the background or whatever, I think that this series really applies to all of us. And so what we're doing is we're talking about there's false wisdom in this world around us, and then there's true wisdom from God. Um, and we're taking a piece of scripture that we've, as we've looked at, we realize that there is a really easy grid to follow to be able to go, oh, okay, this is false wisdom, this is true wisdom. Like it's a really easy way to check what, what you're doing, what you're believing, what you're sharing online or wherever it may be, what you're sharing to your kids, mm-hmm. you know, what you're, what you're leading your, your work team with or your school mm-hmm. team. It's a really quick way for you to be able to kind of stick this thing into this grid from Scripture and then see whether or not what you're saying is actually godly wisdom or it's this fake false wisdom of this world. And, right. and, and it's easy to buy into the false wisdom of the world because it sounds really good, right? And it hits on lots of levels that um, you think it would work. And so right. where we get this from is James three fourteen through 17. You can go back and read it. And what he does is he starts to lay out very easily, like verse 15, I think, is where he starts to do this, where he says, here's what false wisdom is. Right, and what he says it is is he says it's three things, um, and we're throwing up a during a series. It, there's a there's a um, uh, what do you call graphic. it? A graphic like a photo, I guess, or a, yeah, I would call is it that, graphic. I guess you call it a meme. It's not a meme. I don't think is it's there, a meme. What's I think the definition memes are funny. of a meme? I don't know. I, I think memes are supposed to be funny. Somebody else will have to tell us if if we're wrong about this. But I think memes are like funny things that you share on Facebook, and then there's like. I want to call it a text post, but yeah. I think that's like a Tumblr thing. It's like a, <laughs> but it's, well, it's just like some of them info. have like words on them. Yeah, that's not a meme. Uh, I would call it a graphic. So it's I don't more know, than a graphic. A, it's more than us just <laughs> typing up some stuff. Yeah, it's an actual picture yes. graphic that's been created. Yes, right graphic design piece that is something that you can save on your phone, share, mm-hmm. print off, post, whatever you want to do. Right. And so what it does is it just takes these things and says, okay, well, here's what James is saying false wisdom is. And so here's the three things he says. He says, earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. Mm -hmm. Earthly, unspiritual, demonic. And what he has now given you is he has given you a way, a checklist to be able to run by crap that you hear in the world or something you grew up with that was always set around you and to be able to go, okay, is this real wisdom or not? Is this really from God or not? And so you put it through this filter, right? And so is it, is it earthly? which means it would be false wisdom, James says. And the earthly means that it's focused on the here and the now, right? It really easy one. If it's focused on just the here and just the now, it would be false wisdom. That would be earthly. And then he says it's unspiritual, which means that if it's unspiritual, that it heeds no um, 
it, it heeds none of the Holy Spirit's power, right? Because if it's unspiritual, that means it's just all about you and your own power. Mm-hmm. All about natural power is mm-hmm. the idea, right? So all about your abilities or capabilities or whatever it may be. But it's, in other words, all about what you can do. And mm-hmm. then he says that it is demonic, which sounds like a crazy word, right? That you wouldn't go, I don't want to put my false wisdom through that grid because he's it's demonic. I don't want to be demonic. But all he refer all he means when he says demonic is you centered, right? I mean the the idea of demonic go all the way back, right? That is to the enemy, to to Satan. And what right. you end up having is is pride of I want it to be about me, right? And so demonic is just referring to not somebody's head spinning in some psycho movie somewhere, but you centered. Right, and so you've got this—you've got this grid that you can throw all these things through. That when they come around, like this stupid stuff you see online, we're going to give you some in a minute. Um, you put it through there, and then so if it—if it fails one of those, then it is—it is false wisdom. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, if it fails one, what Chloe and I have realized as we've talked through this is that it'll fail all three. Yeah. One of them will be very obvious, and then the other two you'll work through. But when you see it, it'll—it'll it'll fail all three once mm-hmm. it fails one. And so that then juxtaposes, gives us the opposite of that. And so that then tells us then, well, that, well, then we now know what true wisdom would be. So if false wisdom is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic, then true wisdom is eternal, Holy Spirit-led, and holy. Right. And what we mean by that then is true wisdom would be eternity-focused, not just earthly-focused. It would be about God's power and not about your or my power. And then it would also be God-centered, right. not you-centered. And so that's what true wisdom would be. And so it's a quick way for us to be able to know, okay, what we're hearing from teachers and preachers around us. Guys, you need to be very careful who you listen to as a teacher or preacher. You need to be very, very careful. Um, And you need to be able to discern, all right, is what they're telling me, is it true wisdom or is it false wisdom? Right. You know, if every single teaching that you hear, right, there's a lot of very popular teaching right now that plenty of you have listened to on YouTube and if you will watch it there will be a it will be an undertone of it being all about you mm-hmm. right all you and your best life mm-hmm. right and that I'm telling you if you put it through the grid you'll realize that even though it sounds good and it makes you feel good and it makes you feel empowered it's probably false wisdom yeah it's it's probably false yeah and then when you if you do that you'll start noticing that if it's if it's all you centered, you'll start noticing that it ends up being about your own power, and mm-hmm. it ends up being about here and now. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of that around us. And so, just a way for us to take what we're hearing from teachers or preachers, what we're hearing from people that are in leadership above us, what we're seeing and posting on Facebook, what we're sharing to our kids, what we're believing to be wise advice, throw it through the James three filter mm-hmm. and you'll realize whether it is false advice or true advice, whether mm-hmm. it's false wisdom or true wisdom, right? That's the whole idea. Um, and so we set that up in the first week of the series, yep. right? And then we hit uh, the, f- the first example we gave you. We're trying mm-hmm. to give you like relevant current examples that you would hear mm-hmm. that seem to be fun little phrases, but they're actually false wisdom. Right. So the first one we gave them was what, Chloe? YOLO. YOLO, yep. right? You only live once. And mm-hmm. we told you real fast, go back and watch it, listen to it. You can't watch in a podcast, I guess. I guess you could stare at the screen. But you don't really do anything watching a podcast. Anyway, go back and look at it. And I said it again. Listen to it. <laughs> and you'll see that it, YOLO fails on all three very quickly. Yes. Like real fast. I so. That's why we picked that one to go with first, because it is no question. Um, yeah. And it, it's all three right, right off the bat. Right. You don't have to work hard to see it 
fail at one or two of mm-hmm. you know of them and, and just fail at one. So, um, and then last week we did the one that I can't ever say correctly. <laughs> so Chloe, what was the one we did last it week? It was don't cross oceans for someone who wouldn't jump a puddle for you. What? A, give us another way to say it. Like, what um, does that mean? Like, don't go out of your way to help someone that wouldn't go out of their way to help you too. Right. Like, don't go out of your way to serve someone unless you're going to get something in return from them. Right. Basically. Yeah. It's got to be mutual. Right. Right. Yeah. And what we realize real fast is that's false wisdom as well. If you take that idea and stick it through the grid of James three, you're going to come back real quickly with, um, that doesn't pass. right? Right. And, and, and it doesn't pass, uh, Christianity 101. That doesn't pass Jesus 101. You know what right. I mean? Like, I mean, we're supposed to follow Jesus. Um, he lays down what yeah. he can, you know, like, he lays down his rights. He picks up his responsibilities. He does serve a group of people who have absolutely nothing to give him back. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, intentionally and on purpose. And mm-hmm. so that idea makes you feel good when you hear it because right. it makes you go, yeah, right? I should be respected and I should Mm -hmm. be cared for like I care for other people. Well, of course you should be, but that does Mm -hmm. not mean that, you know, I'm not going to do this for this person because this is not coming back to me. Mm -hmm. Right. It it doesn't mean that now it doesn't also take away boundary, proper boundaries. Right. So, you know, you have to, sometimes you have to have proper boundaries in place for people to hurt you. I mean, we don't mean that. Right. But that one fails too. Right. Um, So this week, there's a setup. Go back yes. and listen to them. Oh, also, I want to add real quick before we go into this week's is that something that we also noticed is that there is an undertone of truth to the things that we're oh, talking yeah, about. Yeah, there's yeah, like yeah, this little bit of truth to all of it. But the thing about it is that there's just like this ever so slight twist on it that makes you feel it resonates with you. Because, I mean, for one thing, we're self-centered people. Yes. But also, like, it resonates with you on another level because, like, you you can sense the little bit of truth to it. Like, you want to be able to set boundaries. Like, the whole jumping puddles, crossing oceans right. one. You want to be able to set boundaries with people. But that doesn't mean that you never let someone in and serve someone and go out of your way to do something for someone. I don't know if I'm explaining that well, but we talked about that. I think that might've been the last episode where we both like, we kind of realized as we were talking, we were like, it's because there's a little bit of truth to it, but there's there's a twist on it. it. And we talked about how like, that's exactly like, scripture describes like the enemy like disguising himself as an angel of light like he's going to put that ever so slight twist on it so that it deceives you just enough it's not gonna be blatantly obvious you know it's like a wolf in sheep's clothing kind of thing you're not gonna see it and and, like be like oh that's not true it's gonna be there's gonna be something enticing exactly you're not gonna see anything wrong with it initially but then as you dive in deeper to it there's this human like this common human experience piece to it that makes you go yeah that's right like and it and it there's some truth to it Mm -hmm. like you take yolo for example we did this last you know, a couple times. You go back, but you you take yellow and you're like, well, yeah, I'm, I only got one shot at this world. I got to do what I can do. I mean, I'm not going to live forever. Tomorrow's not promised, right. and there's a shred. There is yes. truth to that, right? Yes. Tomorrow's not promised, but that does not mean that that, that then the wisdom of do whatever the heck you want. Right. right? I'm going to get drunk tonight because who cares about <laughs> who tomorrow? Cares about tomorrow yeah. Right. <laughs> that, that is false wisdom, <laughs> yeah. right? And that's how that's how the enemy gets us in this stuff. Yes. And that's how we as Christians end up sure. sharing this crap that is totally false wisdom, right. but it sounds good. Right. It's got this little element of truth to it, undertone right. of truth. So you good call. Yes, yes. So look for that as we talk through these next Hopefully ones we'll over the next few we weeks. Know, but... Yeah. Look for that little undertone of truth to it and but really we're just learning how to decipher the false right, of the right. true. Yeah. 
So this right. week. Yeah. <laughs> Got quiet for a second there. I forgot we were recording, I think. Uh, yeah, sometimes that's just the way it goes. Right. So this week, here's the here is the um, fourth one of the series, but the third piece of whatever you want to call it, false wisdom in the world, right, that seems to permeate. This one is everywhere. It's all around us, and I hear it all the time, and I say this all the time. I use this phrase constantly. And so it is um, It is what it is, right? Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Right? Okay. You know, something's going on. You're like, well, I don't know what to tell you. It is what it is, right? And there is this. And do you say that a lot too, Chloe? What? It, it is, is what it is. Yes. Right? Yes. All the time. Probably like at least time. once a day. I say like, it all the time. It is. Well, it is what it is. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's always something negative. It's never right. something positive, right? right? So it's always related to something that's like, well, I don't know what to do with this or this is the world we live in, or whatever. Right. You know what I mean? There's other ways to say this, but right. that's the whole concept. But it's never anything good. Right. You'll notice that. Right. Too, oh, yeah. Right? No, you never walk away from something. You're like, wow, it is what it is. Right. <laughs> you don't eat something that's amazing. You go, it is what it is. Right. right. <laughs> never. Never heard right? that. So it's always something. Kind of, so, so what's happening there with it is there is this undertone of things won't get better. Yeah. Right. That you just have to kind of deal with it because the world was just made this way and things are not going to get better at all. Right. That, that's just kind of the thought. Um, and there is a little truthful undertone to it is what it is. Like there are certain things that you can't explain and, and you know how the world tends to function mm-hmm. or you know how people are in general. And so there's this general relativity kind of thing going on where you're saying that, you know, well, this is just the state of things, right? Yeah. Um, and there's nothing I can do to change it. Like that's that undertone there too, right? Yeah. And so I, I gotta, I gotta, if we st- if we stick that one through the filter, I have to push back and go. I don't think that's exactly the way we should be viewing things. Yeah. Like I don't think we should ever. When something is incorrect, not mm-hmm. right, or whatever, our answer should be back to it. It is what it is. Right. I think it's a bad statement. I do think it's false wisdom, and I fall into this one all the time because it's just it's just a way for you to move on. Is what it is, right? Yeah. It's a it's a way to just kind of let's move the conversation along, yeah. let's move our lives along. There's nothing we can do about it. And, and it so, also, sorry, you know, I'm go for cut it. you off. No. I was just gonna say, I feel like it also relinquishes responsibility. Like it is what it is. Like if it's something with your job and you've like haven't really mm-hmm. tried, but it's like already like whatever it's already out there for all your coworkers or whatever. You're like, well, it just is what it is. And then on the other hand, it's also like maybe you did try your hardest. Like the little bit of truth would be maybe you did try your hardest and the rest is in God's hands. Like it is what it is. Like what I have done, like right. that's all I can do. But it's not like well, an that's excuse. the shred of truth. Isn't yes, it, right? yes. But right. the the thing is, is that it does. It relinquishes responsibility. You're like, well, it is what it is. And so many, not just work things. I'm saying like all things. Yeah. Like it's just it relinquishes responsibility. If you stick it through the filter, then then. What I think, where I think it fails first, right off the bat, like blatantly, mm-hmm. is in the unspiritual, yeah. right? It, it's then based on all our own finite power mm-hmm. and not on God's power. So yeah. basically, when you say it is what it is, you have not only, like what you said is absolutely true, you've not only sort of laid down any responsibility that you could do to change something, mm-hmm. but then you're also saying that God can't do something different, mm-hmm. right? That it's, that, you know, right. even even God, right. it is what it is, right? right? 
And so you, you, you're making it about our, as human beings, our own power right. instead of God's power. Right. Um, and I do think also that then that makes it very earthly. That makes mm-hmm. it very focused on the here and the now. Mm-hmm. And so I think for me, it definitely fails right off the bat on it being on not about God's power. Mm-hmm. But then secondly, it is what it is, is very much saying like, that's just how things are, right? That's what it is on earth. Yeah. And it's this picture of right here, right now, instead of some future picture in the distance, right? Right. And so I think that as Christians, we have to be careful that we do not buy into false wisdom that takes away the fact that God is restoring things, right? So I think in, in Christianity right now, we get stuck in redemption. So you have you have the fall, right? Um, you, so you have creation, you have the fall, and then you have Jesus coming back, and that's re- I mean, you know, Jesus coming, and that's redemption, right? And so the, the act of being saved and being able to be a part of God's family, that's redemption. And I think that we as Christians get stuck in redemption, and we forget that we yeah. are we are actually in the process of restoration, yeah, right? So you can't get stuck at saved. There is then a aspect that we have been saved. And so now we are, we are part of what God is already doing that will culminate with Jesus's return, but what he's already doing to restore things back the way they're supposed to be to begin with, right? To, right. to holy and perfect. And so we are a part of restoration. So I think we have to be very careful when we just say, struggle through this, deal with it, Nothing's ever going to change. Yeah. Um, sit on your hands and just wait, and it that's never going to be any better until Jesus comes back. I think that is a that is abdicating personal responsibility, yeah. like you said, and forgetting that we are part of the restorative process. Like yeah. we are in restoration already, and so we have to actually work under an assumption that not that things won't get better, but that things are going to get better and that we can do something about it. Yeah. I mean, think about all the people that we have benefited from, and even as Christians or as non-Christians, that have said, I'm not going to settle for it is what it is on this topic, mm-hmm. that there sh- it should not be this way, and that I'm going to do something about it. And especially Christians that came before us that said, no, God is bigger than this, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to be about him, and it's all his power. And there is a future road down, this future time down the road where this is not going to be the norm, mm-hmm. right? I mean, and there's so many things you could point to, you know, equality for people, right? Um, uh, if you point to um, uh, slavery, civil mm-hmm. rights, right? If you point to rights for women, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you point to labor laws and I mean, all kinds of things. Imagine that, if everybody in life had just been walking through going, it is what it yeah, is. I mean, like, where would we be today? <laughs> at some point, somebody's got to go, that's crap. Right. Right. Somebody's got to do something. And I think as Christians, we have to be the people that carry the banner of, no, we are in restoration and things are going to improve. Mm-hmm. Even if the world around us is deteriorating, right, we, we can still be part of things being put back together. And I think that we, when we buy into this, we just kind of just shuck it off to the side. Right. You know, it just is what it is. No, it doesn't have to be what it is. If it's about God's power, it doesn't have to be at all. Right. And so if we see something that where we have to go, you know, it just is what it is. Well, I don't think so. I think that we then need to be able to supply that to God in, in prayer, trust that he is 
in charge and has mm-hmm. power to do something about it, and then be asking him to use us in a way that does something about mm-hmm. it. You know, so to me, it, it wouldn't be it is what it is. It would be, um, you know, it can be different, mm-hmm. right? It can be different, mm-hmm. or it will be different because that's the. As a Christian, that should be the real view, mm-hmm. right? So instead of saying it is what it is about something negative, we can say it will be different, whether we're pointing to two years down the road on earth or we're pointing to all the way in the end when things are perfect and righteous and holy, right? right? Yeah. So our perspective should always be rooted in it will be different. And that's not just some blind optimism because I'm not an optimist at all. Right. That is something rooted in our belief in who God is, and that's real true wisdom, that this is that this earth is not all there is, and that God is restoring it already, and he will fully restore it at some point, yeah. right? And so all these things that we run across where we go, and that's just the world we live in, let, let's stop selling that lie to our kids. Like, yeah. there's been too many people that have sold that lie to their kids, you know? Yeah. Um, like, we'll go with this one. Like, the whole, you know, black people are going to be treated a certain way in America, and that's just how it is, and nothing's going to change. Yeah. Why? Why would you sell that to your children? Right. First off, if you are African American, I understand sometimes why you sell that to your children because you don't want them to be hurt. You don't want them to to not be prepared for right. what they may experience. Absolutely. But as white people, why would we share that with our children? Because all we're right. doing when we share that with our children is going, "That's just deal right. with it. Deal with it. That's how things right. are." And I don't even no. think people say it like verbally like that. It's just like in your actions, like yeah. people are picking up on like what you believe. And if you're treating people a certain way, then you're basically saying like it's not. This or is the other way it's people be. are treating them a certain way, yes. and then and you just not don't do anything, anything about it, yeah. right? Because exactly. you just you just got this tone of that's just how the world works, son. Mm-hmm. Right? That's just how things are. Yeah. What I try to do with my children is I find myself doing this. I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. I find myself doing this all the time. Where it's just easier to go, that's how things are, just can't do nothing about it, so just do what you can do something about, right? Right. And what I find, my, what I find if, if I fall lean into this, really, is I'll have to say to my kids, let's talk about the current state, but let's talk about what God can do. Yeah. Let's talk about the future, right? Because there's an element of truth to this of it is what it is, right? I mean, like mm-hmm. this feels good to say because it's all these things that we can't do nothing about. And so I think what we have to be able to do is we have to go, we have to break this thing down. We have to say, all right, current state of things, this is how things are. This is how these people are treated. This is how this works, you know, in the world. And then we have to go, but it does not have to stay that way. And the process for it not being it is what it is, some big crap fest. The process for it for getting better is not going to be an easy one, right? It's not just some easy transition. It's going to require work. It's going to require certain people going first. Mm-hmm. Like I just recently watched, um, it's pretty rough to watch, so I'm not necessarily recommending it on this Christian podcast right now, but um, I just watched Bombshell, mm-hmm. which is um, about the – couple of it's about Fox News it's about the couple of women at Fox News who brought down um, sort of the head of what was happening there with this massive um, uh, sexual harassment scandal that had gone on for years and years and years and years oh, wow. with these very famous women anchors um, and of course you know you got to read both sides of the story um, but at some point one particular woman decided that somebody was going to have to go first Right, yeah. somebody was going to have to go first, and the person that goes first usually gets crucified, 
right? Usually gets thrown on the bus, yep. but somebody's got to go first because that person is not buying. The person that's going first is saying, I'm not buying into the lie that this is what it is. It's not right. And I'm going to try to do something about it. Yep. And even if they don't succeed, what they do is they begin to show other people what real wisdom is that they start to buy into oh, no, something can be done about this. And so eventually, of course, something was done about it. Right. Now, whether that's completely changed sexual harassment in the workplace in America, well, no, of course, it has not completely changed. Of course, there's plenty of that there. Yeah. But there is now some real wisdom out there that says this does not have to be this way. Yep. This does not have to stay this way. Yeah. Um, and so at some point, some Christians got to go first in this. And so yeah. I would push all of us that are listening to think that in some of the ways in which we say it is what it is, because here's the thing about this one. This one, it could be talking about anything, right? Like, think about the specifics that it is what it is could be referring to, mm-hmm. right? Your fam- your own personal family dynamic, right? Um, how men are treated, how women are treated, how kids are treated, how, you know, uh, all, these, all these things in our society, right? Mm-hmm. Education levels, access to food. I mean, we could say a gazillion social-related activism things, that it is what it is could be referring to. Yeah. Or it could just be towards, you know, well, I grew up this way, and that's how you're going to grow up because that is what it is. I mean, it should be be anything. And so because it is anything, I would challenge us listening right now to think about what is that one that we continue to say it is what it is to, and are we the ones that will say, no, I'm not buying that false wisdom no more. I'm going to buy some godly wisdom that says uh, at some point, sometime – God's going to correct it and it won't be what it is. Yeah. Right? It will be better. Yeah. And I'm going to try to walk in the restorative process right now and try to do something about it here, even though it won't be perfected until Jesus returns. And so I think all of us need to think through what is that thing that we're constantly saying it is what it is to, and are we the ones to go first Mm -hmm. in our family, in our homes, in our community, sometimes in our whole world, in in our country? Are we the ones to go first in this? Yeah. You know, because there's some folks that, that have gone first in lots of things that we now get to the benefit of that it is better than it used to be, yeah. right? It's not the way it ought to be. Like when I think about civil rights related things, it is not the way that it ought to be, mm-hmm. but this is not the way it was. Mm-hmm. And so some people had to go first to sort of lay that track. And and where you get the where you get the courage, where you get the vision to go forward in any of those things is from the true godly wisdom here for this instead of the false one. Mm-hmm. The true godly wisdom of, no, it can and it will get better because God is in the process actively of restoring all things, right? Currently, right now, and one day in the future, right? And so we live in this world, Christians have to remember, we live in this world of it's already done but not yet, mm-hmm. right? Already completed. Right, Jesus on the cross, everything has been completed. It's just not completely done yet, but it's already done, but not yet. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like we have to live in this world. And so if that's in our minds, then we can be the people that do something about whatever it is we're saying it is what it is to. Yeah. Don't believe the – because you want you want to just take this statement. This is one of those ones you want. This is why you, you and I just said we say it all the time. Mm-hmm. You want to just take this one. You want to just be like, this is true wisdom. Right? It is what it is. Things in this particular way are not going to get better. They might improve a little bit, but people are people, and the world is the world, and it's set up a certain way, and it's just not going to change. You want to buy that thing because mm-hmm. like, it is so easy. 
I mean, how easy is it to say in any situation, it is what it is, yeah. right? How easy is it to say that? And instead, we have to be like, no, no, I think that that diminishes God's power. And so if it diminishes God's power, James would call that unspiritual in our grid in James 3. If it diminishes God's power, then it is automatically false wisdom, right? And so we want to lean into something that actually focuses on the power of God, that he can do absolutely anything, and he's already promised that he's going to correct all things anyway, right? So we got to be the ones that kind of walk through that. And Mm -hmm. this one's a hard one for me. Like, out of the other ones, I'm not a YOLO guy. And I'm typically not, except for when situations where somebody has hurt me badly, I am typically not a don't cross oceans for people that wouldn't jump a puddle for you. That's not me. This is what it is one is definitely more me, yeah. right? Like, let's just call it what it is. It sucks. You're not going to be new to, to do nothing about it. So just move on, right? Right. Oh, that is so not, that, that is so not Christ-like thought. Mm-hmm. It's just not. And I think that we're going to be very enticed to just believe this one and move on. Yeah, You're going to be enticed as you listen to this one to go, I don't know if I can get down with you on this one, Adam. Right? Yeah. Because it applies to so many random things. You know, like there's a lady I know right now who's dealing with um, abuse and things that she's coming out of with the abuse and starting to realize and she's starting to find her voice in it. And there is this sense of, um, I'm, I'm getting better and it's not is what it is with me, but with these other people, this is the way it's always going to be. Mm. Right. That's something we're going to cover mm. later yep. in the series. Yep. And I just, I, I feel you and I know why you want to feel that way. Um, and I think it's rooted in false wisdom. Yeah. You know, and I, yeah. uh, it is what it is, is a phrase Christians should not use about anything negative or evil or against uh, the Spirit of God. Yeah. Like, if we're going to use that phrase, let's redeem it. Like, God loves all people. It is what it is. He just does, right? And so <laughs> you're going to have to get over that. the fact. Yeah. You're going to have to get over the fact that you don't love all people, but he does, right? right. I mean, let's, let's turn, redeem it into something that's a good statement and a positive statement. Because if you use it is what it is in that way, then it can be true wisdom. Yeah. Right? It's true. But really what we're talking about is this idea of things aren't going to get better. That's the state of the world. That's just how it is to live in the South or that's just how it is to grow up or that's just how things are. And it does not have to be that way. Right. You know, it's good. it doesn't have to be that way. And we can do something about it. Even if it is a small step, somebody got to go first. Right. You know, and, and usually where the real change happens is that person goes first. They change things dramatically, but the real work doesn't really happen. What they really changed by going first was this buying into this false wisdom. Yeah. And then it begins to give hope to other people of, no, it cannot be that way. And so real change starts to happen after the second and third and fourth and one hundredth person goes, right. you know, and does something different with it. So yeah. anyway, it is what it is, is a phrase that you and I as Christians should only use in a positive way. Yes. And this one's going to be hard because I right. feel like this one is more laced into our natural vernacular language than anything else. Oh, like yeah. this is a common, this phrase is almost as common as like, hey, how you doing? Yeah. Right. It just comes out. I feel like it's gotten more common over the past few years, too. I think so, too. And I think there's a – anytime there's a significant state of unrest, 
and there is a significant state of unrest that in our country, at least in our experience, right? Mm-hmm. Significant state of unrest that is just tends to be more the case, mm-hmm. right? That that and especially on Christians' part, right? Because because there is a there is a sinful tug on your heart to go. The world is bad. Me and my people are good, and we're going to hide from the world in our right. own little holy huddle, right? right? And we're only going to look in. And we're going to deal with us, and we're going to have to ignore all that out there because we can't do nothing about it. Right. You know, and Jesus says you can do something about it because you have my spirit living inside of you, right? And you have in me what can't be taken away, so you can risk everything else. Yeah. You know, and so holy huddles are always bad. And I think in significant unrest, like in the last few years, as Christians, we just go, the world is getting worse. The Bible said it would, right? Yeah. The Bible also said that that we as the church are in the restorative process and that we are to make disciples. We are to preach, teach, heal. There are still <coughs> excuse me, miracles that are happening. There are still God is still moving um, in a mighty way. Mm-hmm. And so we can be aware that yes, the Bible does tell us that the world itself is destroying itself, right? And it is getting worse, right? So of course, but we also have to remember the other side of that coin is that God is for people. He loves people, and he has a plan and a purpose and, and a redemptive, restor- restorative plan and purpose, and that we're a part of that. you know. But anytime there's significant unrest, you see, I think this thought permeate more and more and more. right? Because yeah. you just go, there's nothing. It's a throw your hands up kind of statement. Right. And it's a way to move on. Right. Yeah. It's a way to not linger. Right. So if you can say it is what it is, then you don't have to sit there and linger on that same problem that you right. can't seemingly do anything about. Right. You know. Um, I have a few different thoughts to go along with that. I think part of the reason for it is what it is could possibly, and I'm not saying I know this for a fact, but I think it can go back to like social media. We have so much access to like bad news sure. all the time that eventually you do feel so overwhelmed and so numb to it that you kind of just shut down and you're just like, well, things are going to happen and it is what it is. And like things are going to happen. Like no offense to anybody listening, but you're not going to save the world. <laughs> like right. you're not going to be, be able to change everything that's wrong in the not world. Change, right? But I was listening to this podcast by um, Sadie Robertson the other day. It's a really good podcast called Well, That's Good. Um, not as good as ours. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, um, sorry, Sadie. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Sorry, we got you beat. Sorry, um, Sadie. I mean, we've got 9 million people listening to you, but right. us and our 12, our stuff is on the point. <laughs> right. No, it's a great podcast. I love it so much. Um, but she, I didn't even finish this episode episode yet but she was interviewing Demi Tebow which is Tim Tebow's wife Mm -hmm. and um, Demi was talking about how her and Tim have a ministry in the Philippines for kids that are trafficked and they're doing like fundraising instead of like doing like anything else for their birthday they're trying to raise funds so that they can start a home for children that are trafficked and it'll only house 80 kids um, because trafficking is a really big problem there and she's like she was saying that you know, 80 kids doesn't sound like a lot, but then after those 80 kids, you know, graduate from the program, then 80 more kids will come in. And it's not like we have to realize that we're not going to be able to change the entire situation of something like an entire bad situation. Probably you on your own, you will not be able to eradicate, you know, something in the world, but like you can make a difference. Like you can do something. And that's what we're called to do. We're called to be part of how God is redeeming the earth and how he's bringing his kingdom here. And that's, 
you know, there is a lot of bad stuff going on, but that's not an excuse for any of us, including myself, because I'm we're just like everybody else. Me and Adam are both like just as tempted to retreat and say it is what it is as much as you are. But like, you know, God's redeeming the earth. We're called to be a part of that. So how can we be part of the difference? Like, how can we do something that God is calling us to do? And what part is God calling us to be a part of? You know, what thing is going on? And when we were talking about, I thought about like Compassion Internationalist Mm -hmm. Ministry that our church partners with a lot and how... Um, you know, imagine if the people that started that ministry looked at all the kids that were living in poverty in the world and said, it is what it is. And they walked yep. away and they're like, it is what it, they're all going to be in poverty and it is what it is. They didn't do that. Instead, they started a ministry that so easily you can be a part of without even leaving your home. It hardly requires anything. Yes. It hardly requires anything of you. It's $38 a month. And then you send a letter a few times <laughs> right. to a kid and wait to hear back from them, you know? And so I don't know. I just think that we're all tempted to feel the way of it is what it is. And I can't be, make a difference, but like, you can be part of the change. Like eventually if we all start now, like change is going to like, we're going to see a big change, you know, it's not going to start, like it's not going to happen. One person starts doing something and then everything's going to change, but like we can all be part of it. And so why not start now? Why not start being a part of what God's doing? Like don't throw your hands up in defeat because it's not over. It's already been won. So like go engage in what's going on out there. I guess it's an easy way to see this when you talk about, um, anything that we would consider like human relief. Um, so like the starving children, um, children without families and orphanages, mm-hmm. the trafficking situation, you know, women that are in these horrible abusive situations that, that are pulled out, um, all, all those things. No, you cannot save all the children. You cannot save and fix all the women or all mm-hmm. the teenagers that are being trafficked or whatever it is. Yep. But you can do one. Right. Right. And that and to that one that you've changed you've everything. Changed everything. Yes. Right. And so and then we have to remember that this is this is where we must like believe that God can do more. Right. Mm-hmm. Because there's an exponential effect when we do these things that we don't even realize. Right. Mm-hmm. Because you when you change that child's life, you're not. This is what I love about Compassion International. When you change that child's life, you're not just changing their life. Right, you can see it as one child and it gets counted as one number, but you have no idea the effect that it has on the family mm-hmm. that's already happening with that mm-hmm. child, and then and in the future, mm-hmm. right? And then what Their happens in the future? Family tree as right. it grows. Right, yeah. it all changes exponentially, and we have to realize that true wisdom is rooted in the fact that God is more powerful than we could ever imagine, and that He has a way of taking us when we believe truly that He can do things, and we mm-hmm. try. Right, we do. We we rescue one kid. Right, we we do eighty people at the at the Tebow's house, wherever that thing is, right? <laughs> Philippines, I think, right? And yeah. and, uh, and and then God has a way of multiplying that in a way that continues this restorative process, mm-hmm. right? That we just don't know about. And so yeah. every time we buy into something stupid that says "sit on your hands and don't do nothing" because nothing's going to change, we are diminishing. God's power of actually working through small acts, mm-hmm. right? Or actually working through us trying. And and you know, so what we what we have to do is we have to try our best, do something, mm-hmm. and then know and then hand that to God as an offering. Right? And then watch him do more with yeah. it and trust that he does do more with it. Yeah. And that's the call on the life of every Christian, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I I want to be honest with you. If every single Christian decided to live this way, we're still not going to eliminate the evil in the world. Right? The only thing that eliminates the evil in the world was the blood of Jesus, right? right? And so 
we're not going to eliminate the evil. If every single Christian lived this way, it's not going to happen. Uh, but the world would be drastically different if we did. I mean, there would be a massive amount of change yeah. um, and a massive amount of hope. And that hope and change is sitting in the lap of Christians that do not just buy this, it is what it is. Yeah. Right? We just can't buy that. Like, I don't believe that uh, Danville's just a crappy city and it is what it is. I don't believe it. Right. Like, I think that God wants to do ma- big things here, right? And so I'm going to work and, and focus on that and believe that and try to squelch that lie of, nope, just is what it is. Right. Like, I just, you know, and I could give you a million examples of it. Yeah. But of course, like we said before, Chloe and I tend to buy this lie and use it all the time, too. Right? Yes. Very much so. If you stick it through that grid of James 3, I think you're going to realize real quick that it indeed fails on all three as well, but specifically on this whole unspiritual Holy Spirit-led, like you are diminishing the power of God. You are making it all about your finite or human finite Mm -hmm. power when you say it just is what it is. Mm -hmm. Let's don't accept that. And I thank God every day for people that have gone before us in our country and in our world that did not accept this. And yeah. decided that nope, I can do something about it, and that God can then use me doing something about it to do something mm-hmm. about it, right? Mm-hmm. And there's been lots of things that have been drastically changed because somebody decided this it is what it is. Crap is false wisdom. Right, it's not going to be what it is. Right, it's going to be it's different. Not, it's going to be different. <laughs> whatever it is is going to be different. And yeah. I really do think the, the I think I've already said this a couple times, but I just want to come back to it as we wrap up. I really do think that the only way that you can do this is you have to have a clear vision, and all the vision is. You hear this word, it's a buzzword, right? Mm-hmm. Vision's a buzzword. What vision means is is there is a picture of a preferred future, right? There is a f- picture of a future time mm-hmm. where things are different in whatever way it will be. A picture of a way in which this is going to grow or change or whatever it is. That's what a vision is. And it is usually uh, something that seems virtually unattainable, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know... If if your vision can be attained, then it's too small. It's not really a vision. Like it would be called a goal. Then you know, um, and so you've got to. You, you, if you focus on this greater vision, then you're much more likely to actually do something about it. And for us as Christians, that greater vision must be that nothing right now that we say it is what it is to is going to be the case when Jesus is done. Right? Yeah. Nothing. Right. And so we have got to stay focused on that future, prefer a picture of a preferred future, like that Jesus tells us to hold tight to. We have to focus on that. And if we'll focus on that, we will do a lot. We will do a lot of things right. that can that are done in God's power, and then He will work big ways. Um, but we have to hang on to that preferred future. Yeah. You know, everybody you look at through history that makes these significant strides towards the established way of you know, just accepting that this is this crappy way is the way it is. They mm-hmm. all have this big preferred future site that they, you know, I mean, if you go back to Martin Luther King's I'd Have a Dream speech, right, that I Have a Dream speech is basically him reciting to you Revelation. Mm-hmm. And it is this dream where one day, right, it's this big future thing, like one day all is restored, and people that are black and that are white or in you know different colors and languages and races and creeds and languages, all those things, they are in one accord. Mm-hmm. They are together, 
and they are singing the praises of God together. They are playing together. Like that's that dream, yeah. right? And there was steps to that dream. So you can listen to that speech and you can pick up on what he's saying is, as you know, 30 years from now or 10 years from now or 40 years from now where his grandkids or his kids are friends. And you can go, yeah, that's dream. But that's not what he was talking about. He was talking way further out than that. You know, there has to be this this big picture of a preferred future that you hang on to because there's it's rooted in that God is going to restore and redeem all things. Yeah. And that's the only thing that's going to keep you pushing forward in it. So. Yeah, absolutely. That's good stuff. This was a longer episode, yeah, so if you stuck us. with us through the whole thing, thank yeah, we've you. We've been a lot short around. lately, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, we've been going pretty like pretty much like twenty to thirty minutes. We this killed one, this one. Forty three. Oh yeah, this is, we're going back to like old <laughs> Double, school. Yeah, <laughs> old school Bessie Walk podcast. Yes. Well, thank you guys for joining us today. We hope you were encouraged by this conversation. Don't forget to check out that graphic that Adam was saying we have on social media. That'll help you just have a visual of like the true wisdom versus the false wisdom and those traits that. Um, go with those so be sure to check that out on our instagram and on our facebook page and we will be back next week with episode 77 it's gonna be good see you next week yep bye thank you for joining us on the messy walk podcast with pastor adam cook make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each wednesday have a good day